coming up this week on the Course of Life podcast, golf headlines, including an electric Solheim Cup in Spain, heartbreaking loss for Team USA, an amazing win for Team Europe. We get into it all. And it's Ryder Cup week over in Italy. We get into the wonder of match play and what we love most about this format. We're tuned into a bunch of NFL gossip and a Comic-Con visit from my co-host, This week's guest is PGA pro Chris French, who played in the 2022 PGA, 2023 PGA, sorry, on Oak Hill. We're hoping to get him back at next year's PGA, but I caught up with him at his course in Illinois, played the course where he worked, a really cool chat coming your way, and it's really good bar food and a Bobka update when we always end with food. All of it brought to you by our friends at Desert Fox Golf. Again, we love Desert Fox Golf. Time and time again, we talk about the convenience of the phone caddy and how it makes keeping your phone safe and in the right place at all times on your golf cart a necessity. It's part of your day. They do so many more things. They have great merch opportunities and great products that are great for large-scale events as well, too. So if you know someone who is running a large-scale golf event, or you know a pro that has a lot of golf events, or you're attending an event coming up that should have Desert Fox products at it, hit us up on Instagram at COL Podcast, and you can be eligible for a cash referral of up to $200. That's right, a cash referral of up to $200 just for sending Desert Fox a little note about your upcoming event. If they take care of the rest and Desert Fox products are there, the cash referral is yours. So again, check out Desert Fox Golf and DM us at COL Podcast with your next golf events information. Look forward to connecting. and welcome to Course of Life. We are proud to be presented by our friends at Desert Fox Golf and the Live Take app. I'm Michael Heath. Alex. And Alex, it was the Solheim Cup in Spain this weekend. Team USA versus Team Europe. And Team USA looked like on Friday after going 4-0 in the Friday yeah. foursomes that this was going to be a runaway. They kind of lost a little footing in the Friday four ball. Square in the Saturday foursome lost in the Saturday four ball and it had the number Sunday afternoon for the W but lost it all thanks to a tie lost yeah thanks to a tie let's be clear about this the U.S. lost the final score of the Solheim Cup will read 14 to 14 but for people who haven't seen the format yet essentially the way it works is since Europe previously won the last Solheim Cup they only need to record 14 points you win points for each match you get, etc. throughout the week in order to retain the cup. Meaning the USA, the road team needs to get to 14 and a half. They need to win it outright to take the cup back to US soil. They didn't do that and it was a 14-14 tie. So again, that's why I said at the top, it's a heartbreaking loss. Make no mistake about it. It was full-on celebration for Team Europe and they deserved it. Carlotto Saganda, the Spaniard, mm-hmm. the hero in her home country, sealing it with a huge win over Nelly Corder who just came up short with the putter all week which has been her theme as of recent in 2023 and and a real real tough one to swallow for for team usa fans yeah i mean there were some bright spots in this but this is still a disappointment to to come out and blow the doors off to start the week right have have the win in your sights on sunday and then to just just lose it maybe the only bright spot on sunday is that lexi thompson was able to deny team europe an outright victory by beating 
Emily mm. Pedersen for the yeah. closing match. Fair enough. Yeah. And let's give some credit to our friend of the show and Captain Stacey Lewis, who did a great job with the pairings, I think, all week. She did a nice job kind of mixing up the selections throughout the first couple of days that worked well. Um, she wasn't afraid to try new things in terms of formatting her pairings. I thought the Sunday singles draw was pretty good overall. Um, so shout out to her. And it produced an amazing moment for us, Mike. We had two past Course of Life podcast guests going head to head, Sunday singles, Cheyenne Knight versus Gemma Dryberg. Gemma Dryberg got the point. Team Europe ended up getting the win. Hey, man, that was the theoretically the point that made the difference. So it was, it was good to see the two of them go head to head and battle it out. Though, yeah, it was a uh, was an interesting week overall. Disappointing, but they'll be back next year because they're getting back on schedule. Yes, yep. And they'll be stateside for Virginia, the I match think. of next Robert year. Robert Trent Jones Trail Course or something like that. That's in my sights to maybe attend, Mike. I, I could be in on that next year. Yeah, this is either Virginia or North Carolina is where they're going. And uh, that could be fun. That's not too far. Maybe we'll have to take a look at that for next year. Before we get into looking at the Ryder Cup that's coming up this weekend, let's talk about uh, a little bit of golf that you got to play this past week in Illinois. Yeah, a couple of rounds. Really cool to play uh, a country club with an old school feel. Mike, you and I, we're in you know, the, the low country and, and Texas kind of two flatter parts of the continent. Now hadn't played a course with just rolling Hills and undulating lies and no flat lies at all, all day. But that's what I got to experience at Montecisi. I put up a really cool reel of the par four 12th hole, just some awesome views, uh, just as the fall foliage was beginning to come in Illinois. And then we're going to hear a lot about the second round and the course I played, Aldine. It's basically the signature course uh, for the Rockford, Illinois area. So it's fun to get out there twice. Mike, you know, just the golfing in the 60, 65 degrees. I, I can't get enough of that. I, I forgot how truly great that uh, fall golf weather is. I mean, we, we kind of got a tease of it in Ireland of what it was like to not play in 110 degree weather. Right. So yeah. now you just got it stateside. So. Yeah, so just got to visit the fam out there as much as I can, but it was a great experience, and, and you're going to hear a lot more about Aldine coming up with this, this week's guest as well. Uh, also, this week on our YouTube channel, we got a couple videos going up there as well. What, what do we got this week, Alex? Yeah, I fell behind, so I'm going to give people two if I can this week. It's going to be the PBR experience, like I mentioned, when I went into the shark cage, Mike, out on the dirt for a professional bull riding event, and then I had a really cool experience. Love my friends at UTSA. Always cool to take in an awesome Division One college football game. Got some really cool access. I, I basically felt like I'm part of the team whenever I whenever I go attend a UTSA game. So looking forward to showcasing those experiences again on YouTube, Course of Life, Course of Life podcast. Pull us up, search us on YouTube, and we'll come up real fast. And you can find our full episodes there as well too. All right, let's look ahead to this weekend. Uh, we got. Uh, the, the women doing their best team event and now the men get together for their best team event for yep. the Ryder Cup. It's time. It is. It's uh, we're here. And uh, what what do we think is going to be happening in Rome? What do we think? Know, Give Mike. me this gut is... reaction right now. Who's winning the cup? Tell me right now. Gut reaction is it sways back in the direction it's been going for the last four Ryder Cups in Europe takes it back on home soil. That's gut reaction because that's the way the last four Ryder Cups have gone. It's 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 flat, plain and simple. The home team has done well in recent Cups. With this one being as evenly matched as it is, I mean, you saw the odds. So it's pretty much even money on, on either yeah. side to win, which is telling and shows you just how, how really competitive this could be. Are we even maybe even aligned for a 14-14 tie? Who knows about that? I mean, I mean it would be the, the chances of that happening after the women just did it to have a tie 
the double would just tie. Be yeah, crazy. <laughs> Uh, plus thirteen hundred odds. Are you okay. are you taking that bet? That's not bad, actually. That might be worth five or ten bucks at the beginning of the week. Hey, you never know, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to be very, very fierce. It's going to come down to Sunday singles, like I wrote in my Run Your Pool preview. Uh, but very evenly matched teams, Mike. I mean, let's just start quickly. Let's do a minute on each side. Thoughts on the U.S. side? Who's going to need to come up the, the biggest and the best? The leading candidates for top point score in the odds are Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele. Is, is it one of those guys or is it somebody else that needs to be the MVP? No, the one that needs to step up is Justin Thomas. He needs to show that he's worth being on this team and that he can put up points. If he can't do it, then he's the weakest link on this team and the team crumbles. Yeah, I mean, it's the wild cards that I'm very interested in. I think Ricky Fowler has had great form this year, but he's arguably a little bit of a wild card pick because uh, it's been a bit since he's been back on the stage. Uh, the new the new guys, Sam Burns, Wyndham Clark, mm. Brian Harmon, those three. I mean, we don't really know what we're going to get. Wyndham Clark is saying some very confident stuff to lead off the week. I hope he's ready to back that up the way he did at the U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. Um, so it's an interesting little mix of guys. Then we got Kepka flying over from the live event in Chicago yeah. uh, to, to Illinois to, to unite and and probably just maybe provide a little bit of light hardness, I'd hope, to to a, to a bunch that's probably a little bit nervous on the road. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what Team USA can put together. Yeah, so then we got Team Europe on the other side here, led off by the the triumvirate, I'm going to say. Rom, Rory, Victor Hovland, Mike. In terms yeah. of those three guys, if I had a nickel for every time we spit one of those three names this year, we'd be <laughs> retired. They've been all over the leaderboards all year, so it's it's fitting that those are those are the stalwarts for Team Europe. Yeah, I mean, and then you're followed right behind by Tommy Fleetwood, who's who's become the new Phil Mickelson, the new the new, you know, Made of honor in every single match seems to be Matt Fitzpatrick right now. Not Matt. True. Yeah. Tommy yep. Fleetwood. Uh, so Fitzpatrick, you a twenty twenty two U.S. Open champion. He's always yeah, pretty pretty gritty in match play too. He's a tough out. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the Europe team just looks strong on home turf. Like you said, the the home team seems to do really well. Uh, I'm going to do again what I did uh, before, uh, which went the other way, but I'm I'm saying Team Europe is going to take this one. I think we're just going to mush it. Yeah, we're going to go ahead yeah. and mush it again, just like 2021 at Whistling Straits. So, so there's the unofficial pick right there, but you can check out my full preview and a couple other thoughts that I had on top point score. If you're looking to place a couple bets, again, check out runyourpool.com. Just uh, search for the Ryder Cup preview and, uh, and check it out and enjoy. All right, let's switch over to Tuned In to share what we're tuning into outside of the world of sports. Um, I, I actually went to Savannah's Comic-Con. You did. Con. I'm yeah. very excited to hear about this because, you know, I've been going to the Austin Comic-Con. I've been having a good time. I've been egging you to go and yeah. you finally got to experience one for your own. So uh, what was going on there? Uh, it was kind of lackluster, if I'm being honest. It's yep. not maybe maybe this particular theme is not my cup of tea. Uh, you Who know, are the notables a, there? Give me some. Give me some headline names. Jonathan Frakes was a headliner. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, you would know him as uh, as uh, number one on Star Trek: Next Generation. Uh, yeah, obviously, so, the Star Trek crowd is was out in full full force for that guy. I imagine. Yeah. Uh, yes, that indeed. And you know, there were, I don't know who anyone else there was, but he was he was a headliner. And I was curious. I was I was looking at this. I got to say, this is what I felt like was a racket is that I looked at this and I was like, oh, he's probably going to be signing autographs and stuff. Well, what's what's that look like? You have to freaking pay to get an autograph and a picture. You do. How, how much oh. did you think? You, you See, I, I, I thought it would be a nominal <laughs> fee, but I was surprised to see a lot of people who were like more than $20 for an autograph. That was, oh, that was surprising was to me. 60 for an autograph, 50 for a selfie, 100 for the bundle. 
I mean, that, that's a lot. <laughs> and it t- it's a racket because you know they're getting paid to show up. You know they're getting put up <laughs> where they are, too. And then they're and then they're charging people too to get an honor. It's just, I mean, I get that that's what what happens. And there were plenty of people in line for him and other people there who were not charging maybe quite as much, right? But it's just like wow. So way I to get, put, I get way to put economy. a barrier up, put a barrier up between yourself and your fans. I really know the marketplace. I understand they need to sell them, but that price point is, is what 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 where I'm yeah. out. Uh, I'm in for the nominal ten twenty dollars something like that, and. I'm posting it on social media as well too. It's good for their brand, but you know it, it's cool to see that that at least he got to attend. Were, were there any unique vendors there? That's the unique thing about the Austin Comic Con that I like is it's a shopping experience as well. Yeah. Was there any shopping yeah. going on there as well? That, that's really what we went to go check out, yeah. and uh, it was it was a lot of different shopping, a lot of um, and you know I'm not that into comics and and that sort of stuff, so I didn't really recognize a lot of it. Um, but you could buy any number of pop figures. They had a whole lot of pop figures. Those those Funko Pops, um, Mike. Isn't yeah, it crazy how man. popular they are? Crazy. Nuts. That's it's just crazy in there. And I will say, I am always I am surprised the level of uh, skin people are willing to show in their uh, oh, in their, in their dress up, in their cosplay, yeah, in their costumes. In their cosplay. Yeah. Uh, it's just um, it, 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 a large <laughs> amount of courage going so on in some of these outfits. We're so old. I love that. I love that comment by you. You're, you're looking out for them out there. I appreciate that. It's just it's surprise specific specifically the females were showing a lot, and it was very surprising. What a crime! What an absolute crime! Hate to hate to see it, right? Well, I think the crime you want to talk about <laughs> yeah. though is uh, is Taylor Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into the NFL media frenzy that happened this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, first off, um, the news that Usher is, is going to yeah. be the headlining act, Super Bowl halftime show. Your thoughts? I'm curious. Your thoughts? I think you you kind of adjacently know a few Usher songs, but how do you feel about that selection for the halftime show? Ugh. Yeah. Just ugh. It's he's a little bit past his prime, admittedly. I think he's got a Vegas residency connection. The Super Bowl's in Vegas, so I think that helped him kind of lobby it's- for it. How many guest stars is he going to have come out with him? Because so I think the big he's thing have is he was literally Justin Bieber's mentor back in the day. So I think uh, if he brings Bieber out, he wins a lot of brownie points with a lot of people. But we'll see if he can execute anyone else for a cameo. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first news. But then obviously the internet was broken Sunday evening. We had suspicions about it leading up to. But sure enough, Travis Kelsey saw Taylor Swift live at Arrowhead. She rescinded the favor. And not only that, she sat in the box next to Mama Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So it's official. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, definitely an item. Uh, what were your thoughts when the when the biggest news in Hollywood came down on Sunday? I'm going to be 100% honest with you, Alex. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you did say that <laughs> vehemently last week. But the yeah. one thing that you are interested in is is the content that could arise yeah, like from I it. Said, we're gonna get great. We're gonna get a great yeah. album. And no, no offense, but this last album was not Taylor's best. Okay, so you're looking for a little bit more. So this yeah. could be the fuel for it. Uh, if this ends in flames, like we all know it will. Um, uh, p- good. The good news is, Mike, the internet is already writing the nice. lyrics to Taylor Love Swift it. breakup songs. Pertaining Great. to the end of the Travis Kelsey relationship, I'm going to oh, run a few by for you. I did no um, cross uh, referencing it here at all, so they could be bad, good, or in between. Uh, the okay. first lyric we got is, "I thought you were a catch, but you made me feel so incomplete." 
Ugh. <laughs> yep, it's it's cheesy. All right, I can I can hear it coming out of Taylor's voice any moment. Oh, this is the popular one. Obviously, referencing Kelsey's accomplishments. You had two rings. I was hoping you'd get too worried about your schemes, your catch and run. That's a very deep football reference. I'm not in love with that. that was, uh, you got trying. two rings, we're, and I still got none. That's that definitely could be a uh, a song. I mean, that, that's coming that's soon. better. That's where I thought we were going, and then we we really forced it. And over, overall, these lyrics sound like people who are not Taylor Swift trying to write song lyrics. Flag on the play, and now my heart is broken. And last but not least. <laughs> running on fields and running through my mind. All very emotional stuff. Uh, so we can expect all those to be wedged into future Taylor Swift songs uh, at the end of this ride with Travis Kelsey. But for now, I will go ahead and bend the knee and, and just enjoy the ride of the two of them together. What I will say is that it would be hilarious if Taylor, once they, they break up and Taylor's new album comes out with a whole bunch of songs about breaking up with him, uh, if she then does a Super Bowl halftime show and he happens to play in it be still playing at that point yeah you wonder now i mean i wrote it in my nfl preview does she go to metlife this sunday for chiefs at jets is she now just a traveling chiefs fan if she does then then it's then it's legit then it's not this isn't like some one-off yeah this this is actually happening this could be a real thing if if she's there again so we'll be watching that this week again follow us on instagram at col podcast i'll be sure to, to update the swifties and the world who does care about any taylor swift movings in the nfl world this week all right, let's get to this week's guest. Alex, uh, like we said, you're back from playing a, uh, some golf in Illinois while you were up there visiting some family. And uh, that's also where you got to uh, spend some time with this week's guest who you actually met in New Mexico. Yeah, that's right. At the Hyatt Regency Tamaya. Remember that beautiful mm, property? Yes, beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah. Love it. So remember, I was out there earlier for the PGA Professional National Championship, and I saw quickly on the scorecard that there was a pro from Rockford, Illinois. I was immediately intrigued because that's where my whole wife's family and in-laws are from. So I had to connect with Chris French. Lo and behold, he ended up finishing in the top 20 to qualify for this year's PGA. So he talks about that entire experience with us after we first connected and everything that's great about his course and uh, and some fun times with Chris as well. We'll get to that conversation with Chris in just a moment. But first, let's talk to you about the Live Take app. Yes. This is where sports debates are solved once and for all. And Alex, it seems that the public has spoken. They disagree with me almost all the time. Mm, I know I'm on a bit of a streak right now. I wonder uh, yeah. how I tag them on, in my Instagram post, but I wonder how everyone feels about me barfing at Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift mm. as a couple. Well, well, maybe I'll have to let that t- take fly off and see what the people think about that one. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to take a look and see what happens there. But <laughs> in general, everyone disagrees with me. They say the Jets were a bigger disappointment in week one. They say the Patriots will win more games this season. They say that the Ryder Cup picks were good. Uh, for Team USA, they say let uh, the Tour Championship staggered scoring format is good. You got to find say, a win here. They wow. say let All Star games uh, should go away instead of preseason games. You got to find uh, yourself a W just, on the app right now. Yeah, I, I'm on a five live take losing streak, and it's just uh, it's it's downright embarrassing. So and you can download the app right now if you want to make yeah, it six for Mike as well too. That, that's what I'm. Tr- well, no, I'm trying to say I need everyone to go download the app to vote for me. Oh, because no, 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 I need, no, no. I need We're going to add on the streak right now. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Well, if you do download the app, Live Take app on your app store, I'm COL Podcast Michael. He's COL Podcast Alex. We do our live takes on there where you hear us for five minutes, talk about why we think one thing or the other, and then you vote on who you think is right. I will literally shout out your names on this podcast if you vote for me and I win next week. I like that. I will do that during this ad read instead of talking about the Live Take app. 
We'll just sit here and talk talk about people's names. That's all we're going to do. So head on over to the, your app store and download the Live Take app and go ahead and listen in on us. Drop your own takes as well. You can challenge us, challenge random people, challenge your friends on there as well, and let other people decide who's right and who's wrong and then feel rejected like I do. Live Take, let your take be heard. Next up on the tee here at the Course of Life podcast, we're in Rockford, Illinois at Aldine Golf Club with a pro here that I met at the PGA Professional National Championship last year. He then played in the PGA Championship and he joins us here on the show. It's Chris French. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. It's great to be out here with you. Last time I saw you was in a completely different area. It was Twin Warriors, Santa Ana Pueblo, New Mexico. Um, we had been before as a show. We got invited back to cover that event. I'm curious, had you ever been to New Mexico or played any golf out there before you landed there? Um, well, I went uh, a couple months before the tournament. Oh, you did a little scouting? Yeah, I did a little scouting. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I had driven through it when I lived in LA, just driving back to Chicago or to Rockford. Drove through it a couple times, but never spent any time here. It's a very cool spot, honestly. I, I love is. I love going back there. It was a unique challenge. And basically, for everyone who doesn't understand, what you were there for was the Club Pro Championship. The top 20 pros qualify for the PGA Championship. Um, tell everyone about that that moment where you knew your scores were good enough. I saw you after the first day, but that whole week is a marathon in and of itself. Um, what was the, the process and the relief like knowing that you'd actually qualify? <laughs> Yeah, it's a long week. Um, you, you know, you try to get there early. I, got, I think I got there four days early. Try to play each course a couple times. Um, you know, it's three hundred and fifteen guys, so it's 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 a lot of a lot of guys competing for not a lot of spots. So, <clears throat> got off to a decent start. Had a bad, pretty bad second round, um, but hung in there. Shot one of the lower rounds on uh, the fourth day. And so I finished pretty early. I think I finished like four hours for the leaders. Oh, so you were sitting around and waiting big time. So I sat around for a long time, but I kind of I kind of knew because the it, the wind was blowing pretty hard. Yeah. And the last like couple holes are really hard, and so I was just sitting there, unfortunately, watching guys make bogeys and doubles. And um, so I was I think I was just one outside the cut line when I finished. So I I kind of figured it would move higher than that. Um, couple guys made some unfortunate errors on the last hole but yeah you know that's just the way it goes oh yeah man the wind I, I, in the desert years, yeah a couple of years ago in in florida i was that guy that that made the mistakes and let a bunch of guys in so yeah it goes both ways definitely yeah. so you were on the good end of it this time um and you did qualify for the pghme chip uh oak hill tell me a little bit about what that that's a little bit of a whirlwind once you qualify it's right after within the next week or two you're playing in the major the arrival and maybe just kind of getting there, what that feeling was like for you arriving at the course. Yeah, I mean, basically, once you find out you're in, you don't have a whole lot of time to book everything. You got to book all your travel. Uh, the PGA helps uh, with, with certain things, um, courtesy car when you get there, so stuff like that. But you got to book your own hotel, um, all that fun stuff. Got to credential family and friends and caddy and whoever else you're bringing. So uh, once you get there, though, I mean, it's you're just basically trying to figure out how the heck you're going to play in a major right. for, for a club pro, you know, <laughs> my first major, obviously some of the guys, you know, they've played multiples it probably gets a little easier, but yeah, with experience, I'd say, yeah, the first one, you know, you're just trying to get your, 
just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I well, showed, up, showed up on Sunday. Okay. Well, well, tell me about the like walk onto the range practice facility. You must have had some moment where you walked by some guy or some pro and you're just like, wow, I'm, yeah. I'm really here. <laughs> well, I got there Sunday and nobody was there on Sunday. I okay. felt like I was like the only guy on property. I didn't see a single other guy in the golf course. So the first day was kind of weird. Um, but once Monday hit, you know, you warm, you're warming up next to, you know, Justin Rose and, and watch Rory hit for a while and Bryson and, and yeah, just a ton of guys. Um, well, yeah, it was just crazy. Surreal, man. Um, tell me about the like practice round experience. Who did you play with and what, what were your takes as you were learning the course? Cause that was an all time difficult course yeah. in terms of major championships. We're still talking about it now. Um, what was that, that build up and, and practice rounds like for you? Um, I mean, the first practice round I played, I think I played by myself just because no one else was really around. Yeah. Uh, I played a couple, or I played practice round with Callum Tarrin, who had, had a, actually had a really great season, and Ben Taylor. Yeah. Played with Taylor Moore. So I had some pretty good groups. Um, but the first, first go around, it was, it was kind of like, you know, shit, what am I going to do out here? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the reality was, it was... It wasn't as long as they made it out to be. Uh, there were probably four really long holes, and if you got, but if you got in the fairway, the ball ran. So it's not like you had to carry it three forty. It probably mm, helped to carry okay. three forty, but I don't. Um, but you just had to, you just had to hit the fairways. Um, you had to figure out what you were going to do if you hit it in the rough, just because you couldn't really get like a seven iron. On, on it. You, you had to. I mean, I, I was hitting like a seven wood, just kind of chopping it down the fairway, or just wedging it out saw very few few guys and very few lives where you could actually get like a good iron on it i think the amateurs will like to hear that you were chopping out with a seven wood from yeah. the rough I think, I think that makes us all feel better <laughs> that you were doing that too in a major <laughs> yeah and it worked though. i mean you, you just had to figure out what shot you could hit and, and more than anything you just didn't want to hit it in the rough i'll spin it optimistically and say that i think you were about nine holes away from making the cut in a major <laughs> championship so what, what was working best for you that helped you um outplay out a lot of your PGA pro colleagues at least what was it the driving and just uh, keeping in the fairway basically yeah I, I generally hit the ball pretty straight I wasn't playing well I didn't play well in New Mexico I wasn't playing well going into it which is I, I know it's kind of stupid to say but um, I was just trying to hit shots that I knew how to hit um, but when you get into a major I mean, you, you need to hit the ball you need to hit the ball every which way yeah <laughs> um, so I was just trying to hit the fairways hit the greens I made some good up and downs, but, um, you know, I got off to a really nervous start, bogeyed my first two holes. The first one, it's like a one foot putt. So just threw away shots there. I made a triple on a bad decision. So, yeah, I I really didn't, I I mean, I didn't play that, that poorly. Um, I made a ton of pars, um, made a couple birdies here and there, but it was just the mistakes of, I mean, just not being there. And just not having my best stuff, it'll expose you in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got that in your back pocket for the next time it comes yeah. around, at least. So, so tell me a little bit about the future. I guess what's the calendar on twenty twenty four and trying to play in another PGA uh, Championship? If you follow it, C R E N C H twelve. I got it on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Um, the uh, lifting of trophies that you're doing is pretty frequent on the Illinois PGA stage. Um, uh, what's the game plan and how's the tournament season going for you as we kind of head into the next calendar year? Um, yeah, I had a, I had a decent year here in Illinois. Um, got a little burned out in the middle of the season from 
all the golf I played in the spring. It was a lot. I could tell. Yeah. So I was, I took some breaks this summer, which I normally would never take, um, a week off here and there. And, you know, it's hard to do that and play at a high level, but still had a good season here in Illinois. I think I'm second in player of the year right now. Um, but going forward, so since I finished in the top 20, I, I was exempt into the National Club Pro next spring. But cool. I, ended, I finished fourth in our uh, uh, section championship, so I would have qualified anyway, so it was nice. I played well that week. So I'm going to head down. It's at uh, PJ Frisco next year. Oh, nice. Okay, that's driving distance for me in Austin, so, so I might be able to make that. I'm heading down in November for a little scouting. I've heard a lot about that. That's not only like a course for people who don't know, but this PGA facility they built in Frisco it's like a it's our, theme park. It's like a yeah. golf theme park. There's everything there, right? It's basically the new PGA headquarters. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the PGA doesn't own the golf course, which I'm not sure. That was great to see. They got to take care of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still paying $300 to play a practice round. Um, but so I'm heading down there in November, and then I'll probably try to head down in the spring, maybe with a handful of guys from that I know just from around, um, try to get another look at it. Okay, cool. Usually I try to get down there at least once for the if I hadn't played there, but twice might need might, might need to see it twice uh, next year. Yeah, definitely. It looks like it's an intriguing course, property. It is a very random golf course. Um, so let's talk about this track where we are today, Aldine Golf Club. Um, tell everyone a little bit about your connection and how long you've been here. So this is my ninth season. It hasn't all been consecutive. Uh, I've worked in LA for a while, in between there. So and then came back. So ninth season here at Aldine. Um, public facility owned by the park district, but uh, we are very fortunate to have it. So Norris and Margaret Aldean donated this land back in the late 80s to the park district specifically for a championship golf course that they wanted to build that would be open to the public. So didn't really have a facility like this in Rockford or in the area until Aldean came on. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It does seem to be kind of a crown jewel of the area. Uh, my family and in-laws who I know rave about the experience here. Um, tell everyone a little bit about what sets it apart. I can tell from my perspective, I haven't even got out there yet, but this course has a lot of great curb appeal and it's in fantastic condition. Uh, but what sets it apart from other courses in the area? Um, I mean, it's just, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's usually in good, sh it's in good shape right now. We've had a little bit of rain recently that's helped. We had a really dry summer. Um, greens are good, but yeah, it's just a, it's a difficult golf course. It can play long certain times of the year. We got a lot of water. Uh, we got Island green on the front nine. No, I heard of this, but I hadn't seen it yet. It, it, I, I did a quick drive by. It seemed pretty legit. Is it yeah. really circled around by, yeah, by I mean, water? There's a, there's a walk, walking path. Nice. I like it. It's okay. Completely cool. surrounded by water. <laughs> Love it. Um, so when you play the course, what's the first tee tip for someone who's never been here and they get on the first tee? You got you got two sentences to tell them. Like, all right, what's the what's uh, what's the going away tip before they start here? You need to hit it straight up. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fairways it is. Love it. Again, Chris French joining us here uh, on the course of life. Um, his Instagram profile says current golf guy, former band guy, but I've seen you playing some shows recently. Tell everyone a little bit about your, your music background as well, too. Uh, yeah. So I kind of always just uh, played music when I was in college, played, had, you know, just played in a bunch of bands, um, had one that was, you know, mildly successful. So we toured a lot, played a lot of shows. Um, I left when I got in the golf business, I basically stopped. And then this summer they, they needed, uh, their, the guy who replaced me, couldn't play a show. 
um, in Toronto. They were playing a festival, and they asked me to play, so I took the weekend off, went up to Toronto, and yeah. Oh, nice. So you're like the sixth man now. You're like the first yeah. bench guy, right? Just <laughs> yeah, ready yeah. to roll. Still know all the songs, so when they need me, I can hop in. Nice. And it's Joie de Vivre, correct? Yeah, yeah. Which is what? Jo- joy of life? I did it on just enough French to know that in, in middle school and uh, um, high school. But uh, what, what, it seems like it's kind of like an emo-ish type punk yeah, rock like van. Yeah. What's the vibe like? You know, it's, people like, it's, like, listen. Yeah, it's like indie rock, old, you know, 90s emo. What's that c- compare like those two spotlights? That's very different for a lot of people that are listening right now. You know, first tee of the PGA Championship versus... <laughs> playing on stage in front of a crowd. What, yeah. What's the nervous not, compare like? Not a lot of crossover there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, first tee at the PJ is much more nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> Easier to hit the songs you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and the the inspiration um, for the music, um, how did it how did it all first come together to put that band together you're still playing now? Uh, we were basically just all friends uh, going to school together. And I worked at a studio. So before I got into golf, I was uh, just worked as an engineer, like, making records and stuff like that at a studio here in town and we had free reign at the studio basically at night when there wasn't anything going on so a lot of beer and uh making music yeah love it very cool draw to v check them out for sure uh, again chris french joining us we love to end uh with our uh, 19th hole question um we're at alchemy which is the 19th hole bar here at aldine so the important question is uh, what's your go-to order, your meal and your drink of choice when you get in oh, after a long day on the course? Uh, here at Alchemy? Provided you're not working. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah. Let's say you're not working. <laughs> uh, here at Alchemy, well, just anywhere. I'm going with uh, I'm going with a, a glass bottle High Life, and they got great pizza here at Alchemy, so I'm just going to go pepperoni pizza. Okay, pepperoni and High Life. Love it. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for hopping on the show. Yeah, Appreciate it. Looking back. forward to following the, the future tournament progress and, and hopefully another PGA Championship in your future too. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Course of Life podcast is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is what we use every week to record this podcast. It's super easy. We've been using it forever and we love it. It just does everything we expect it to do. It does more than we even use it for. We're, we have radio faces and that's why we don't do video for these podcasts because we prefer for you to just hear our sultry tones. So it's super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster no matter how you're doing it. You log in with your browser and you start recording a high quality podcast right away. You record studio quality sound and up to even 4K video with your guests. You can feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. You also sound your best. Have you ever wondered what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. You set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. So head on over to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code course of life to get 30% off your first month of Zencaster on any paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences that we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. So again, that's Zencaster.com slash pricing and our promo code course of life for 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Zencaster, it's time to share your story.
We're back. Great chat there with Chris. Love hearing these local club pros who were able to live out their dreams. He was so close, too, to making the cut at Oak Hill. I know. Yeah, probably about nine holes away, like I said. And he's definitely going to give himself another opportunity. Like I mentioned, he's already qualified for the 2024 PGA Professional National Championship. That's going to be in uh, Frisco, by the way, at that new Omni Mm. PGA Resort facility. I've heard it's gorgeous. Definitely attending that. That is on the list for next year. So he's already in there. So got to get the game in shape for the next several months and for that buildup. But really cool to um, be hosted by him at Aldine too. A really, really nice track in A-plus shape. And it was a wet day out there. And it was an amazing shape. Um, Tees, greens, fairways, nothing out of place. Great flowers. Nice, very photogenic golf course, which you appreciate, Mm -hmm. Mike. Yes. Uh, going to look nice on the camera and on the video that I put out soon. Uh, so great time at Aldine. Highly recommend. If you're in Northern Illinois, anywhere outside Chicagoland there, definitely worth a visit. And uh, appreciate Chris for stopping by, and we'll be definitely connecting with him. Hopefully we see him back at another major championship real soon. And if you like that conversation with Chris, plus everything else we're doing here on this podcast, make sure you punch that subscribe button both here and on YouTube, plus on Instagram and threads, COL Podcasts. Of course, of life, Alex is Alex. I'm MWRINC. Also, leave us leave us a rating. You know how to do that, right, Alex? You just kind of there's this star thing or these thumbs up things that you can do on a lot of stuff, and you just kind of like it's like one swipe and one touch away yeah. from it for everyone right now. You hit ideally, you hit the positive um, um, feeling thing, the thumbs up or the multiple stars. That'd be nice. Yeah, you don't have to, but it'd be nice. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're free to live your life, but. You will be judged. You know who is being judged? Oh. Colorado. Yeah, I know. T- tough week for Coach Prime and then the fanboys yeah. and the bandwagon. Am I, done, am I done on the Colorado bandwagon? I feel like this is it. I feel no, because like they're still going to be a nice team. I think they're going to win probably eight, nine games. So they're, they're, they're still going to get the job done in most of these big games. They got another tough one against USC this week, which they could very well lose. But not a great way to, to get throttled by Oregon to, to end the undefeated run for Coach Prime. He was very, very accountable and, and honest and humbled and called it a good old-fashioned ass-kicking. So they'll be back at it. There's a lot of talent out there. So an end to kind of that dream season undefeated run, uh, but doesn't deter from the, from what he's already done with the program. So uh, down week for Colorado, but Texas, are we are we hooking them horns? <sighs> this is getting scary because they're, <laughs> they're winning the games that they normally would stumble on early in the season, and they're doing it with authority, which is why mm. I'm starting to get too excited, and I don't, I don't like it already. I don't like that I'm this excited already about the team, but Quinn Ewers is a new quarterback. He cut the hair, he trimmed the beard, and lost some weight, and he's like a new guy out there, so... It's been fun to watch. Yeah, they're unofficially back, but we all know, Mike, it's all about that Red River rivalry in Dallas. That, that's uh, about a week and a half away. If they get past Kansas, they'll play Oklahoma there. That'll be the, Those will be the first real test coming for the Longhorns to see if they are indeed back. You, though, seem to be struggling with your picks. Yeah, just floating around 500, 5 and 7. It's tough when you start out 3-0 and in the morning games and then yeah. you end the night 5 and 7, but... We're hanging right around the, the Mendoza line. So nothing crazy, nothing to see here, really. I've done a nice job betting underdogs, so I think we're going to find a lot more of those and try and get some more value. Again, I do previews every week for both college and NFL on runyourpool.com, so be sure to check out the full articles there if you want a little bit more introspection into the games. 
On the NFL side, did you have the Dolphins putting up uh, 70 points? <laughs> I did not. That was a score gami, Mike. That's the yeah. first 70-20 we'd ever had there in the history of the NFL. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, the offensive output is just ridiculous. Tua, when healthy, we always worry about his concussion. See, we always say he's one hit away, but until he isn't, uh, he's been an unbelievable early MVP candidate. Tyree kills amazing. So they're they're tough to stop. Um, the Patriots limited them to 24 points, which I guess was a victory in theory, but there's just no offense for the Patriots at all. They won the ugliest game in NFL history. It was a waste of three hours and 15 minutes of my life. It still counts in the win column as um, one and two for the Patriots. But, but really, Mike, the headline was uh, Bill Belichick saying, uh, that Travis Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career, but Taylor Swift would be his biggest. That, that, that's the funniest thing that Bill Belichick has said in about a decade. So I just I just had to get that into my Patriots moment yeah, there. That's that's pretty good coming from Bill. Did he say it with his uh, like nonchalant? I don't want to be here. Uh, monotone. He did. It's funny. He's remarkably chipper after winning 15, 10 on Sunday for, for a guy that just won 15, 10. And the question was asked by a uh, past guest as well. Courtney Cox, who works mm-hmm. for uh, WEI in Boston interviewing uh, Bill on Monday. So that was cool to see a little bit of personality out of Bill and even chiming in on the, uh, the pop culture news of the week. Uh, well, Hey, at least your Patriots won a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. my my Giants just continue to put the stink up. Yes, we won the previous week, but uh, I did watch a little bit of the first half of this game on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. This was pretty bad. This was this was the Giants just looked like Giants looked just bad. Yeah, the defense didn't do anything. The offense looked like it didn't know how to move the ball downfield. You know, I always feel bad when I'm watching my team. And they're not letting big plays go, but it's just like check down, check down, check down, check down, check down. Yeah. And it's like first down, second down, first down, second down. It's like you just you you got to stop the machine and the Giants can't. I hear you. I hear you on the stop the machine thing. We're both in a very similar spot. I think I think we're at a dead heat through three weeks in the Pats versus Jets battle yeah. of the bottom uh, this year. We both won one game and it's been an ugly win. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the others have been bad. So um, there we are at one and two through three weeks. All right. Let's uh, move on to something more exciting for us and hashtag always end with food. Yes. Always end with food uh, at on Instagram as well, too. If you want to follow yeah. around for the food, food pick nonsense. I don't like to f- post a lot of food pictures on my actual Instagram, the food podcast, but every once in a while you'll see a little reel from an experience, but follow along there as well, too. Um, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to hit you with some amazing bar food pricing, Mike. Okay. How about that? So I went to the Bon Air in Austin, Texas here. It's a great bar, kind of Midwest-themed sports bar. They have a million TVs. They do a good job with the sound. I wanted to watch two games at the same time with Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Texas. So it worked out very nicely. It's a great venue, and you'll appreciate nothing more than the prices they have on their food here, Mike. Are you ready for these bargains? Yeah, give it to me. Peel and eat shrimp, 39 cents a pop. How about what? that? 10 shrimp, $3.90. How, how okay. great of a deal with cocktail how, sauce and a lemon. How, how about that? How big are these shrimp? How big are we talking here? You know what? You know the small, medium, large jumbo yeah, yeah, at the grocery yeah. store? I'd yeah. say they're about large. They're not jumbo, nice. but they're large. Wow. They're solid. Damn. That's very nice. Yeah. The, bur- the burger is a half pound Angus patty, three ninety nine mm. for the Fast yeah. Freddy burger. How about that? Ooh, is it better than a McDonald's cheeseburger? It's solid. The wife swears by it. And then wow. I love the fries, the side of fries, three bucks. Toasted ravioli, Mike. Half a dozen toasted ravioli with marinara sauce on the side. $3.99. Damn. How much is a beer, though? 
The beers are about eh, four to six bucks. Nothing too okay. crazy. No, nothing okay. exorbitant. So if you're in Austin, I highly recommend. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of places in the world to eat out and a lot of bar food. I challenge anyone to find better prices than at the Bonaire. Those are the best what? I found in town. You know what my rationale would be? I'm going to go business mode for a second here. If you know people are going to be sitting in the bar and watching an afternoon of football games, you're more likely to get them to buy stuff if your prices are cheap. And you know what? I also forgot to mention, they're also just doing the free popcorn machine too. You can just walk up to the popcorn machine and just get popcorn. How about that? Nice. Yeah. So great, great spot. Always love a good discount bar food spot. And the Bonaire definitely is hitting for me lately. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, you know, you say you don't post a lot of food stuff on your personal Instagram. I'm always posting food stuff on there my you personal go. Instagram. At M-W-R-I-N-C. Yeah, I don't know if you saw what I posted Friday. I don't think I did. And it was a picture of uh, what we had made in the bakery. A chocolate cherry cheer wine babka. Mm, okay, so first off, explain cheer wine for everyone out there who doesn't know that. Cheer wine, if you haven't had it, you're missing out on one of life's great pleasures. It is a cherry cola in its simplest way. The simplest way to describe it, it's a cherry cola, but it's much more cherry forward than anything else. It's got a nice cherry tartness to it. Um, it's really only available in the South and mostly it's from North Carolina. So it's mostly in the Southeast. But so you can get it in Texas. So chocolate cherry. Chocolate cherry so wine. It, I mean, yeah. we basically got a chocolate cherry cola babka on your hands right there. Uh, kind of. Amazing. Yeah. It was, Amazing. It was cho- chocolate dough, a cherry jam, chocolate chips, a cheer wine syrup, and then a cheer wine glaze on top. Uh, and it was on a scale of one to 10. It was like a 20, maybe a 25. Wow, okay. You usually average around like a 12 or 13, so that's pretty telling, actually. And pretty much what I'm saying, too, though, is if you're in the Savannah area, we're going to have it again this weekend, Auspicious Bakery. Come check it out. It'll be up there on a Saturday. It'll be on the counter. Wow. Come quick, though. We don't make it that many. Come quick. you got to come early. Otherwise, everything's gone anyway. We open at 8 for the brand love that good stuff that was always end with food thanks again for hopping on with us and joining for another great episode of the course of life Uh, appreciate you tuning in and subscribing we'll see you next week